belly got full of turkey and ham. You look full this morning. So I'll have to ask God for a special anointing. Mm-hmm. Mark 6:45. When you found it, shout amen. Now Jesus said, My word is spirit and it's life. Jesus Christ is life. And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into the ship and to go to the other side uh, before under Bethsaida while he sent the multitude away. When he sent them away, he departed up in the mountain to pray. And when the evening was come, the ship was in the midst of the sea and he alone was on the land. And Jesus saw them toiling. For the wind was contrary. You don't hear that word much today. My grandma used to say, them boys are just contrary. And about the fourth watch of the night, it was about three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came to them walking on the sea and would have passed them by, but when they saw him walking on the sea. They supposed it had been a spirit and they cried out and they all saw him and were troubled. They saw Jesus and were troubled. But immediately he talked with them and said, be of good cheer. It's me. Don't be afraid. And he went up unto them into the ship. And when he did, the wind ceased. And they were sore amazed in themselves beyond measure. And they wondered, for they considered not the miracle of the loaves for their hearts were hardened. The fear of the storm they were in caused their hearts to be hardened and they couldn't operate in faith. I wanna take our subject and title and text from verse 52, for they considered not the miracle that he just performed of the loaves and their heart was hard. And my title for just a few minutes this morning is surviving the storms of life. And I'm going to do my best and I believe God's going to do his best to show you how to survive the storms of life. Father, thank you this morning for your word. Your word is spirit and it is life. And Jesus, you're the prince of life. 
And we ask you to speak life in this house today. And we'll leave here stronger than what we came. And everybody shout in Jesus' name. Uh, go ahead and tell two people before you're seated, I, I'm going to survive this. Uh, I'm going to survive this. Shout, I am a survivor. Now, now let me quickly put our text in context. Jesus and the disciples have just finished one of the largest crusades of his ministry. In in verse 34, uh, the scripture said, When Jesus saw the people, uh, that he was moved with compassion. Now, the scripture says that God's compassion and mercy is brand new every morning. I'm preaching already. Is anybody thankful for his mercy this morning? Uh, Then shout mercy. Uh, uh, Paul said Jesus is touched with the feelings of, of our infirmities, and we can obtain mercy and find grace to help in times of need. Lord, I feel like running already. Uh, Be part of 34. He saw the people as sheep without a shepherd and began to teach them the word of God. And he taught the word of God all day long. The apostle James says they, the engrafted word will deliver, heal, protect, preserve, and save your soul. You're going to go through storms in life that's going to cause your soul to hemorrhage. I got one yeah and two amens out of that. Verse 36, the disciples came to Jesus and said, The day is far spent, Jesus. Send the people away. They're faint with hunger so they can buy buy bread. And Jesus says, Well, shoot, let's feed them. So here comes one of those spontaneous unexpected, unscheduled miracles uh, that, that Jesus is famous for. And he is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Somebody shout forevermore. So that, that you know the story. They, they hand Jesus the sack lunch with two small fish and five pieces of bread. He lifts that insufficient resource up to God and starts giving thanks. And when he gives thanks for insufficient resources, God begins to multiply the loaves and the fish and they feed 20,000 people out of that sack lunch and what God's showing us quickly here is the power of giving thanks Jonah was stuck on the bottom of the ocean in the message Bible he said my soul was fainting my my soul uh, was slipping away the ocean had me by the throat Uh, Jonah said 
I was in deep, deep trouble. Anybody ever been in deep, deep trouble? He tried everything, but when he started giving thanks to God, the scripture said God spoke to the fish and spit Jonah out on the shore. There's power when you begin to give thanks unto the Lord, for this is the will of God concerning you in Christ Jesus, to give thanks at all times. David said, uh, from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, Lord, I'm going to give you thanks. Go ahead and take 10 seconds and give God uh, good old thank you. Lord, I thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank that, that you've kept me this year. Th thank you that you've kept me through the storms of life. Now, Jesus makes a strange request. He tells the disciples, now, 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 now you've got to feel the moment here with me. They've been ministering all day long. They've just fed 20,000 people. I, I was up all night, uh, uh, Thanksgiving Eve, smoking turkeys, getting everything. And, and, and if you know if you stay up all night, you'll get sleep deprived. I can't get no help this morning. So, so, so they've been working all day. They, they came to this desert place to get some rest. But when they got there, 20,000 people had followed them. Jesus makes a strange re uh, request and gives them the instruction to take up all the leftovers. And the scripture said everybody ate and was full. And they took up 12 baskets of leftovers. And I'm th the disciples are probably thinking... Well, what's up with these leftovers? What's up with these smelly leftovers that, that people partially ate out of? I mean, the buzzards have to eat. The varmints have to eat. What's, we're wore out. We've been ministering all day. What's up with these leftovers? And I want to try to show you today the importance of following uh, his instructions. Verse 48, they got in the ship. A storm hits at about three in the morning. Now, some people work good in the morning. Some people work good in the evening. Nobody works good when they're wore out. And your Bible says that, that Satan will come and, and just try to wear out your faith. Uh, can I get a witness here? Now, 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 the Apostle Paul says it like this, that every, everyone's faith will be tested by fire. Hmm. And, and we see Job, a man that loves God and hates evil, but, but he's being tested by fire. Satan comes before the throne of God, and, and God said, have you considered my servant Job? And Satan said, well, yes, I've, but he doesn't serve you for naught. You've blessed the work of his hands, and you've increased 
all of his resources. He said, you let me touch him one time and I'll make Job curse you to your face. So God drops the hedge. It was a time of testing, testing for Job. He loves God. He's doing everything right. But here comes the storm. Satan comes rolling in like a flood. But, but Job said, uh, after he has tested me, I'm going to come through this as pure gold. Everybody's going to go through the test. But what I've got to show you is after the test, Job received double for his trouble. If you can just survive the test, if, if you can just make it uh, through the test, Genesis 22 and 1 in the Amplified says that God tested Abraham. Abraham was the friend of God. God, why would you test a friend, but because without faith, brothers and sisters, uh, it's impossible for you to please God. I don't care how good looking you are, your faith is going to be tested. I don't care how uh, charismatic you are, how smart you are, or how much money you got in the bank, you will be tested every now and then. Romans 4, 18 and Amplify says, when it was hopeless, when things were hopeless in Abraham's life, when everything looked hopeless, it felt hopeless. He did not know how he, he could get the promise of God. He's trying to trust God, but everything looked hopeless. But your Bible said, when it was hopeless, Abraham hoped by faith that he would become the father of many nations just like God promised. And after his faith had been tested, your Bible said in Genesis 22, 17, that God said, Abraham, I swear I'm going to bless you. In blessing, I'm going to bless you. In multiplying, I'm going to multiply you. I know you've been through a storm, but you have to understand after the storm, after you survive the storm, God is going to bless you. He's going to increase you. He's going to multiply you. He's not brought you this far to leave you. It's just a test. Psalms 105 and 19 in the Amplified, David said, The Lord tried and tested Joseph. Verse 18 says, His soul was in the chains of iron. Not only did the chains bruise his ankles and feet, the chains bruised his soul. He was hemorrhaging on the inside in the dungeon, and God promised him he was going to be a blessing to his family, but how can I be a blessing uh, when I'm in this dungeon? But God brought him out. Joseph said, God made me forget all the toil of my father's house, and it caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. And the first step for surviving the storms that everybody's going to go through is God will bless you, increase you, and multiply you if you survive the storm. 
Somebody shout, I'm a survivor. What got my attention, though, Jesus saw them from the mountain toiling. The Greek said they were struggling and wrestling in the storm that Jesus could have stopped. Now, 2 Corinthians eleven twenty-five, Paul said that he was in three major storms, and in every one of those storms, the boat was shipwrecked. One storm he called no small tempest. He said all hope, all hope of us being saved was gone in the storm. But Paul learned something. And it's important that we learn from the storms. The storms do not come to take you under. The storms come that we might learn how to strengthen our faith. Philippians 4 and 9, Paul tells us how, to, how he survived the storms. He said, you got to think on these things that you have learned, received, heard, and seen. He said, do these things and the God of peace shall be with you. Does anybody need the peace of God this morning? It's going to take more than you just hearing and receiving and seeing. You got to learn and then do what you learned if you want the peace of God in your life. You can learn how to survive a storm that God won't stop. I'm going to try this out over here. You, you, you can learn how to survive storms that God doesn't stop. If they can teach a purpose to shoot a basketball, you can learn how to survive every storm you ever go through in life. Verse number 12. I am instructed, Paul said. God has instructed me. I am instructed. I've, Paul's saying, I follow the instruction. Uh, when I'm full, I follow the instruction. When I'm hungry, I follow the instruction. I'm instructed by God. When I'm abounding, follow the instruction. Or when I'm suffering need, I follow the instruction. What, what Paul is saying here, every storm that I went through, I learned something. Uh, it's called learned behavior. And, and if you'll learn from the storm, instead of complaining about the storm, instead of falling out because of the storm, instead of, instead of questioning God, about Job, Job, God said, Job, where were you when, when I sped out the seven seas? And, and where were you when I put the stars in the sky and I named every star? Job, where were you when I watered the tender plant in the desert where no man had ever walked? Who do you think watered the plants before man got here, Job? God knows what he's doing, but we have to learn from the storm. Go ahead and wake your neighbor up and say, you got to learn from this.
Now, the same God that ordered blessing, increase, and multiplication, ever now and then will order a storm. Is there, Bishop, I bind that spirit. I'm going to go to another church. Go there. You'll have a storm at that church. It doesn't matter whose church you go to. You're going to go through storms. I know it's not one of those promises you pull out of the promise box, but you're going to have storms every now and then. And God's trying to help us this morning. He'll order struggles. He'll order wrestling matches. Ask Jacob if you don't think God will wrestle with you. But if you don't have this learned behavior, your faith will go into shock. See, if you don't get a balance of storms and struggles and suffering... You'll just go into shock, into a spiritual coma when you hit a storm. And the devil will start messing with your mind. And baby, it's with the mind that we serve the Lord. That's why the enemy wants your mind. He, he wants to get you distracted. He wants to talk to you about going under. He wants to talk to you about this being the big one that you'll never survive. Verse 13, Paul said, I can do all things. Everybody say that with me. I can do all things. Now, everybody say that with me. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Well, I don't have his strength right now. Bishop, I'm... I'm, I'm weak as a cat. I don't, know, I don't know what you in a storm. But the storm is not designed to destroy you. It's designed to teach you how to make it through the next storm. And, and the second step for surviving the storms, Christ will strengthen you through learned behavior. Oh, I know it's good. He will strengthen you. In fact, I prophesy that you're being strengthened right now, even though you're in a storm through your learned behavior. You, you, you said, but, 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 but Bishop, I'm just in the first grade. Well, let's pass the first grade, and then you can go to the second grade, and then the third grade, because there'll be storms ever now and then, but Christ, the promise is, Christ will strengthen you through your learned behavior. What you've been hearing from the pulpit. What you've been learning from the pulpit. What you've been seeing in the pulpit. You don't see the bishop and I or the pastor and I falling out on the ground and kicking like a baby. We've learned. We've learned whatever state we're in to be content. It's learned behavior. 
Bishop, do you have an hour that I can tell you what I'm going through? Baby, everybody's going through it. Everybody on that boat was in the storm. Everybody was fearful, but everybody was learning. And we have to learn how to be content. I said we have to learn how to be content in whatsoever state we're in. I've got health issues, Bishop. Be content. He's going to bring you through it. I have financial issues, Bishop. Be content. He's going to bring you through it. How? How? Through learned behavior. Push your neighbor and say, I'm learning some stuff here. I'm, I'm, I'm learning. I've been, I've been through hell and high water, but, but, I'm, but I'm learning. I'm learning this stuff because I, I can't give up. I can't just throw in the towel. I got to keep on fighting. I, I got to fight this good fight of faith. I can't afford to let the devil win. Too many people are looking to me. To, Shout fight. You got to fight back. If you'll let me today, I'll show you how to fight, how to fight back. Now, now the Greek word for content means to make peace with the process. I had a pastor call and say, how are you making it through this virus? I said, Oh, I done made peace with the virus. I, I done made peace with the process. They said, well, what, well what, have you had the virus? I said, no. Do you think you'll get the virus? And I said, no, I don't. But if I do, I'll have peace with it. Because I know all things work together for the good to them that love God and are the called according to his purpose. And baby, I've been called. I don't know about you, but I've been called. And when he calls you, he justifies you. And when he justifies you, he predestinates you to make it through the storm. Shout, I've been called by God. made peace with it. I made peace with it. Derek, shout, I made peace with it. I made peace with it. Whatever you're going through. He said, well, Bishop, I got hell at home. Well, make peace with it. Uh, uh, but, but how do I do? You learn. You learn by what you've received from me and your pastor. You don't see my wife on Facebook with two black eyes and a busted lip. Or, or you've not seen me yet with a busted nose. But if I get my nose busted... I'll make peace with it. You see how the devil tried to take my foot? David said the enemy tried. He tried to cause my foot to slip. But God has protected my feet. He will protect the feet. Woo! 
Hannah said, he's protected my feet. I was in a storm. My soul was hemorrhaging. I thought I was going to die. But God. Somebody shout, but God. No, shout, but God. Who is rich in mercy. Oh, I I, got to hurry. I'm sorry. It's learned. It's learned behavior. Somebody shout, I'm learning some things. Yeah, 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 yeah. You see, he's, he's teaching. He's teaching me some things. And... But, 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 but see, you got to get this in your spirit. See, because whatever you get in your spirit, that's what you'll become. Proverbs said it like this. As a man thinketh in his heart or soul, so is he. If you think you're going under, you'll go under. Okay? If you think I'm going to rise above this, that God's going to strengthen me and he's going to help me be content in this crazy storm that I'm in. I'm so frustrated. I could spit nails, but I'm content. I'm content. Shout, I'm content. Uh, you got you to gotta learn this behavior. David learned it. Do you think David enjoyed fighting Goliath? Goliath came to teach him something. See, you can't go to the next level without facing these giants. You can crawl on the bed if you want to. But he'll be there the next morning cussing you, threatening you. And he'll paralyze your faith until you confront the giant. Now, David did say this. He said, I almost died. See, he, he fought. <laughs> he fought five. Oh, God have mercy. He fought five giants. That's why he picked up five smooth stones. He knew there were more giants in his future. But he's thinking, I got to learn from this one. Uh, uh, now, see, he started learning when the bear and the lion came out. And see, he could have run then, but he didn't. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I got to get back on track. Uh, David said, uh, I almost died. It was the Lord that kept me in the land of the living. I want to just ask a personal question from the pulpit. Has anybody almost died? Okay, I mean, you, you, you've been right to the brink and you just almost died. Well, David has instruction for you. Wait. Wait on the Lord. And he'll strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. And he'll strengthen your soul. you got to wait on him, baby. Habakkuk said, if the promise tarries, don't give in. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Don't have a meltdown. Wait, wait on the promise. It will surely, somebody shout surely, come to pass. I shout I can do all things. 
I mean, if I have to go through a storm, I can do all things. If I trouble if I have to fight principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness I hate warfare but if the devil wants a fight he's done picked the wrong country boy right here because I'm going to fight I know how to overcome Satan and it's by the blood of Jesus Christ and the word of my testimony and my testimony is God has been covering me all of my life my testimony is God has given me favor God, even when I was in the prison house, even when the enemy had my soul wrapped up. And, and I, 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 I wasn't going to share this with you. It's my personal stash. But I guess because it's Thanksgiving Sunday and it's only the faithful crowd here, I got under so much financial pressure and people pressure early on in the ministry that I got bleeding ulcers. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Best thing that could have happened to me. Okay, because that's when I learned how to pray. I went to our, our family practitioner, and he examined me, and he said, uh, your stomach's bleeding. He, he said, this is caused by stress, pressure, and turmoil. He said, you, you, you don't know how to turn it loose. Little Catholic doctor. And, and he said, uh, my degree is in stress management. I mean, I just went looking through the phone book to get, you know, because I knew something was going. You ever have something going on, you just didn't know what was going on, and because you didn't know what was going on, it just messed up your soul? He said, your stomach is in knots, and it's not designed to be in knots. And he said, I'll either take your stomach out, or you can learn how to pray. And when he said that, I put up a wall. Because way back early in the ministry, I was taught that all Catholics were demonic. But I've learned a few things. I, I, I said life has taught me a few things. So, so initially I got mad, but sometimes you have to get mad before you can get glad. I wish somebody had helped me here this morning. So, so I learned, I, I learned how to pray, which led me into a relationship with Jesus Christ. Because I was all in, my faith wouldn't work because I was all in knots. The enemy had me in a cave like he had Elijah. Depression was starting to sink in. But when I started talking to Jesus, I, I had a little talk with Jesus. And I, and I started telling him, about my problems and he'll answer by and by baby if you'll call on him Jeremiah said call on him and he will answer and show you great and mighty things that you know not of oh, help me Jesus so now now you gotta learn how to do all things shout I can do all things 
No, no, shout, I can do all things. Through Christ. That's strengthening me. Ooh, I feel strength coming into the room right now. How'd it come, Bishop? It came through the vehicle of God's Word. God sends His Word to heal and to deliver you this morning. God don't want you leaving here all bound up. God don't want you fighting with your... I'm sorry. Now, see, because I have to minister to pastors... Is what I do. And pastors can be some of the most stubborn, hard-headed people on the terra firma. I, I, spoke, I spoke to a pastor yesterday. And I said, God spoke to me on Friday evening and said, you were going to walk right through this storm into the victory. And, and being God gave that to me for pastors, I decided to give it to you. You're going to walk right through the storm that you're in this morning. I don't know what your storm is, but God said you're going to walk right through it into victory. Somebody shout, I've got the victory. Oh, come on, like Winston Churchill. I've got the victory. I've got the victory. Uh, you got to get it in your spirit. You got to get the virus out and the victory in. Because whatever you see is what you're going to get. God said, Jeremiah, I want to ask you a question. Baby, when God starts asking me questions, I got both ears on. I got my Mickey Mouse ears on. I'm, I'm listening to everything, everything he says. Because I want to follow the instruction. Because if I don't follow the instruction and my learned behavior, I know I'll go under. And I can't afford to go under. I got too many people looking to me. I got pastors from New York to California needing a word from God. I said, you'll walk right out of it. It's called walking by faith. I, I know that's too simple for you scholars this morning. But verse 49, here comes Jesus. He'd been up in the mountain. He could have rebuked that storm on the first gust of wind from the mountain. He didn't have to be walking on the water. He could have been up in the mountain and said, storm lay down. And just like a puppy, it would lay right down in the grass in the sunshine and roll over and let it rub his belly. You remember when the centurion, the centurion came to Jesus, his servant was dying. And the centurion said, uh, Master, my servant's dying. And Jesus said, well, let's go to the house. He said, oh, no, 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 no. We don't need to go to my house. You just stand right here in the middle of the road and speak a word to my house, and my servant will be healed. Jesus said, 
Lord, have mercy. That's great faith right there. He said, that's greater faith than I've found in all of Israel just to receive the word of the Lord. That's great faith. He could have stopped you from the mountain, but he didn't. Does he, is he mad at the disciples? I mean, they just helped him feed 20,000 people. Is, is he just mad? Is God mad at me, Bishop? No, no, baby. No, he loves you and has compassion on you, but he knows if he doesn't teach you this learned behavior that the enemy will bring you under. I had somebody text me and they said, Bishop, uh, uh, I'm talking about yesterday. Bishop, I don't, I don't know what's going on with our family. Um, we've both been to the hospital, but we're just, we're, we're having dizzy spells and panic attacks and, and heart palpitations. And we, we, we've been to the best hospitals in San Antonio and, and they can't tell us what, nobody can tell us what's wrong. I know what's wrong. It's a spirit of fear. Fear will paralyze you. See, if you don't get this, fear will paralyze you. It'll paralyze your faith. It'll cause your heart to get harder and harder and harder so that your faith can't work. What's wrong? Your faith can't work. Jesus comes walking to on the thing they fear the most. See, uh, Josephus said that Peter's brother who ran the fishing business and Peter worked for his brother actually drowned in that same sea and Peter, Peter was uh, superstitious anyway. So when Jesus comes walking on the water, the Bible says, your Bible says, that they were troubled. I believe in verse number 50, it says they were, they were troubled. They, 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 they were troubled. They, they, they were fearful uh, because they didn't recognize. Can I teach you this morning that God will take on different forms? You remember, you remember when Balaam got so uh, uh, stubborn? And he was on his mule, and he was going to go curse the people of God. See, the promise was, you can't curse what God's blessing. But they had just paid him. They had just given him a fistful of money and said, well, we, I, I need this heathen king. Uh, Moab said, I need you to curse him. And while he's going to curse them uh, because he put his trust in money uh, instead of in God. And that's what a lot of people are. That's what a lot of Christians. Did I say people? That's what a lot of Christians are doing right now. But because your money gets a little bit funny. Uh, you're thinking, I'm going under. Because your health gets a little bit funny. I'm going under. But see, that's what fear will do to you. It'll go to bed with you at night and it'll be the first voice you hear in the morning. Mm -hmm. And he was so stubborn like we are sometimes. Stubborn, stiff-necked, and hard-hearted, the Bible says. Now, I know that's not you. 
but you know somebody like that. The donkey turns around and starts preaching to the preacher. Oh, Lord, have mercy. See, I believe, now this is just my personal belief, I believe Jesus was that donkey. I heard you go, uh-uh. You believe what you will. Let me believe what I will. You remember when Jonah got so stubborn, okay, and God said, go this way, and he got in a ship and went that way. You ever done that? There wasn't one hand in the house. I'm preaching on line next, next time I'm up here. He's, he's, he's on the boat, and a st- guess what hits? A storm hits. A, a storm hits. A, he's trying, he loves Jonah. He's trying to teach him. Yeah, yeah, go ahead and give me some of that thunder right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 a storm. And, and, and the heathen crew, they were heathen, but, but they knew there was a God in heaven. See, even the, you stop a drunk on the street downtown and they'll tell you that there's a God in heaven. <clears throat> and, and Jonah said, the storm is because of me. So they took old Jonah, you know the story. They threw him overboard into the sea. Now, the sea in the scripture is the place of death. You, you remember when Israel was at the Red Sea, the reason they were so fearful, okay, because they knew the sea was a place of death. And they said, Moses, you've let us out here to die die at the Red Sea because Pharaoh's coming and mountains on both sides. But God parted the sea. And when Pharaoh got in the midst of the sea, God closed the sea up and made it the place of death. And Paul said the like figure as, as, as Moses baptized Israel in the sea and they came out to walk in newness of life, uh, the same figure that baptism saves us today. Oh, I know y'all can't take doctrine on Sunday morning. I should have saved this uh, for Wednesday night. But see, but see, when Jonah, when Jonah was cast into death, I believe, children, that God sent Jesus in the form of that great fish. Because agnostics say a whale couldn't have swallowed Jonah because of its throat cavity. Baby, it wasn't a whale. It was a tailor-made, designed fish by God because Jonah had been cast into death just like all of us were born in sin and shaped in iniquity and just like the fish went down to the bottom. Oh God have mercy. Jesus went down into the pits of hell, got the keys of death, hell in the grave. That's why Paul said, oh death, where is your sting? I'm not afraid of you because Christ holds the keys to death. Christ holds the keys to the future. Christ holds the keys to all things. Somebody shout yes. Oh, I got to read you a scripture. I know 
and this is too deep for Sunday morning. But Paul said in Romans 6 and 4, Therefore we are buried with Christ by baptism into his death. Oh my God, I'm fixing to give you the gospel in a nutshell from the gospel of Jonah. See, God used every Old Testament book to conceal Jesus Christ. And we're getting a revelation this morning uh, that Christ, Christ was that fish. Uh, he went down to the bottom, uh, just like we've all been at the bottom. Uh, but then he rose up, just like every one of us is going to rise up and walk in newness of life. If you receive it, stand and give God 30 seconds of hope. You're coming up out of this. Shout, I'm walking through this by faith in Jesus Christ. Lawrence, take me to church. Come on, somebody needs to be filled with the Spirit by speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. You got to learn how to make melody in your heart when you're in the middle of a storm. Paul and Silas at midnight with their backs beaten. They were in stocks and bonds, but at midnight, I said at midnight, the darkest time of the night. Woo! started singing praises it was learned behavior Paul said I've learned how to be abased and I've learned how to humble humble myself because if you'll humble yourself under the mighty hand of Jesus in due season. I said there's a victory season. Katie prophesied it. There's a victory season. chains rattling. I hear somebody getting up. I hear somebody coming out of the dungeon hastily. Somebody help me praise him. David said, oh, magnify the Lord with me. 
Magnify. Make God bigger than your storm. Magnify Him. You gotta make God bigger than what you're going through. to teach you something today. When the captains of Gath had David dead to rise, he would run in carrying the sword of Goliath. And they ambushed David. He thought he was going to die right there. That's when David wrote, I almost died. But David learned something. He learned if you'll give God a praise. When you're in a storm, if you have the virus, if you'll give God a praise, he will super naturally raise you up and bring you out. I wished I had 30 praisers in the house. gave you the gospel in a nutshell. Stand with me, I'm done. Verse number 50 says, when the disciples saw Jesus, they were troubled. Matthew says, that they cried out in fear. And I just want to remind you, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but he's given you the spirit of love. And see, love will never fail. Your faith works by love. That's why the devil's been trying to harden your heart. God spoke to me and said, fear, fear of their health, fear of their future, fear of their finances, fear of losing everything, fear has hardened the people's heart. 
your Bible says that Jesus, when he finally gets on the boat, he does rebuke them. He said, how is it that you're so fearful? See, feeding the 20,000, that wasn't the first miracle. These boys had been through miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle. And I finally realized, Mother, I finally realized. Come here, Mother, right quick. See, see, the enemy, the enemy has been speaking death to you, speaking you're not going to make it, you're, you're not going to be able to take it. God singled you out and said, you tell that mother that that devil is a liar. As long as she keeps me on the ship, when Jesus stepped on the ship, uh, the wind ceased. The storm laid down. But the Bible says, mm, the disciples, the hand-picked disciples that saw miracle after, John said, all the bubble shata rabakoya. Jabo shata bakaya. John said. <laughs> All the miracles. There, was, there wasn't enough books in the world at that time. Pat. To record all the miracles. And Pat, your health is not going down. And your finances are not going down. God, bring mother back. I'm not through with mother yet. I just got sidetracked. Okay, nothing's going down. It's all going up. You, you're going to rise and walk in newness of life. There's a new you right now. In fact, Maria, God's touching her feet. Your feet have kind of been swollen and, and, and hurting you. But God's touching your feet right now. And God said, I'm healing you. He's anointing me to pray for your feet that the swelling goes down and they're no longer hurt because they've been hurting right up into your calves. Maria, into her calves have been aching from the swelling in her feet. But God's touching all that right now. From the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Thank you for it, Jesus. Thank you for it, Jesus. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ over you right now. From the top of your head to the soles of your feet, God's touching you. And there will be no fear here. Shout, shout that for me, can you? There will be no fear here. Now, now, baby, you're speaking to all over the world right now, streaming live into Africa and Uganda and God. Just shout, no fear here. No fear. No fear. 
here. Father, thank you. Thank you, Bahoshataya. Thank you for your healing power. I, bind, I rebuke this spirit of depression and heaviness in the name of Jesus Christ. Be gone in Jesus' name. Satan the Lord rebuke you here this morning. Thank you for it, Jesus. Shout, I can do all things. Shout, I can do all things. Let, let, let me show you this last thing. Verse 52 says that the disciples' heart got hard. I was up at 4 o'clock this morning. I said, Lord... If their heart got hard, I, I, I can't afford my heart to get hard because I have to have an answer for every man. I've got to be the answer of peace. i got to have the peace of God. That's why I woke up this morning with my mind stayed on Jesus because I need that perfect peace. Ooh, but how did their, how did their heart? It was after seeing all those miracles. How, how, how did their heart get hard? And God spoke to me. <laughs> Ooh, about six o'clock this morning, and He said, "Fear had caused their heart to get hard." And with a hard heart, Jesus said, how is it that you have no faith? How is it? They hadn't learned how to survive a storm. They hadn't learned that behavior. Jesus said in the last days, men's hearts would fail them for fear. I'm fixing to kill it. Don't worry. I'm not exalting fear. I'm fixing to kill fear right here. I'm going to use my apostolic anointing to kill fear in this region. And when you walk out of here, there will be no fear in your life. Shout no fear here. It causes dizziness, fatigue, psychological problems, philosophical problems. That's what God spoke to me this morning. This morning. And I had to go to hell and back to get this for you. Well, you're welcome. You're welcome. Jesus said in, in Matthew's account, Oh, you little faith. Why did you doubt me? Why? I mean, I brought you this far. I brought you this far, James. I brought you this far, Joe. I, I brought you this far, Larry. I brought you this far, Mary. I, I brought you... I, what made you think I was going to let you go under in this storm? This storm... This storm is to help with your learned behavior. Justin called me from the hospital and said, Bishop, I've got the virus. 
I said, you won't have it long. He said, no, I'm serious, Bishop. I'm in the hospital right now with the virus. I said, you won't have it long. In fact, you'll be back home today. It's not going to last. And Justin just had faith enough to hear and receive what he got from me. But here's my last point that I want you to take home with you. Be part of 52 tells us why. Tells us why they had no faith. Why their hearts were hard. Why they couldn't operate in faith because their hearts were hard. Why? Because they considered not the miracle (laughs) of the loaves. And the third step, and probably the most powerful step in God's teaching this morning for surviving the storms is to consider all the miracles that God has performed in your heart. I was wondering why, why were there 12 baskets in the boat? Because all 12 of them had a hard heart. There was a basket for every one of them and there's a basket for every one of you. Oh, come on, give God a hand praise for the revelation. (laughs) If you'll keep a thankful attitude and and consider (laughs) and consider all the miracles. See, it's a miracle that some of you is in God's house this morning. Some of you know it is. Shall still here. And, and you'll make it, baby, with your learned behavior and being content in the process, making peace with the process and, and keeping the basket close by. Don't let the basket get far from you, baby, or your heart will get hard and, and, and your faith. You remember when Jesus said, Peter, Satan's going to try to sift you as wheat. Why would Jesus, why would you let him try to sift him as wheat? Because Peter has to have learned behavior. Because he's going to be dealing with the devil because he's the key man. And whatever he binds on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever he looses on earth will be loosed in the heavens. That's why Satan wanted him. But Jesus said, don't worry. I prayed for you. I was up in the mountain and I prayed for you. And I came to tell everybody in the house and those watching online, we have a great high priest that's touched by the feelings of your infirmities. And he has made intercession for you today that your faith doesn't fail you. He didn't say, I'm going to stop the storm. He just said, Peter, your faith is not going to fail you. 
If you receive the word of the Lord, give him one more high hand praise. Now, I'm sorry. I, I, yeah, that, no, you're doing great, Katie, but there's somebody I need to help. Okay. God's anointed me this morning to break the spirit of fear. If there's been spirits coming after you and you've been in a battle, it seems like it won't quit. Get down here right quick. I'm going to pray for you. God's going to use the anointing that he's put on my life and the elders to destroy this spirit of fear. You don't have to have another sleepless night. Come quickly. We're going to pray for you. It's called the doctrine of laying on of hands. And when I lay hands on you, every cancer cell has to dry up. Every demon that's been tormenting you has to dry up. If the enemy's been threatening you, come here quickly, quickly, quickly. There's no shame in it. Come quickly. Satan goes about in the roaring line, seeking to devour the souls of people. But we serve a God that has compassion. Depression, loose your hold on her. Satan, I rebuke you and I rebuke this crazy house she came from this morning. In the name of Jesus Christ, thank you for healing her right now. Let the engrafted word, let the engrafted word save the soul. Let it heal, deliver, preserve. Come on, there's a healer in the house. Satan, the Lord rebuke you. There it goes right there, depression lifting off of you right now. Just give God thanks for it. To show you he's the God of more than enough. He knew how much the people would eat, but he's the God of more than enough. You call my raging with the little black scarf around your neck God said the enemy's been trying to choke the life out of you 
but God's rebuking that spirit right now in the name of Jesus Christ and that choking smothering spirit is coming off of you right now and it's the prince of life that's touching you I don't have to come up there and touch you he's touching you from the platform the prince of life is delivering you right now somebody give God a praise since it's been kind of gray okay uh, it's, it's not depression but you, you've just been kind of in a gray area. Not black, not white, but just kind of gray. Just kind of just questioning. What, what, what's going on? What's, what, I don't know whether to believe. Uh, what's going on? Mm -hmm. God's releasing the spirit of wisdom to you right now. And, and, and you're understanding everything that you're hearing and learning and seeing right now. Father, thank you for the spirit of revelation and the spirit of wisdom that you're loosening in this house right now. Everybody shout in the name of Jesus. Father, I plead the blood. Of, now, depression has come on you, but God's breaking it off for you right now. Just give him thanks for it because it can't last. Satan, the Lord Jesus Christ, rebuke you right now. She's delivered and healed and preserved and saved by the power of Jesus Christ. Thank you for your touch right now. Now your Bible said when the disciples were on the ship with Jesus, they started worshiping. If you got Jesus on your ship, I want you to worship him right now, right now. Nothing's impossible. Nothing's too hard for God. Everybody that's thankful, if you're thankful for the miracles, if you're thankful for God's Word, my text was in Mark 6, 52. Get a $52 thank offering on this last day of Thanksgiving weekend. And let's so into the basket a $52 thank offering. Thank him for your job. Thank him. Thank him for your health. Well, Bishop, I'm only at 80-20. Well, you need to thank him for 80-20. Father, as the people gather their thank offering right now, I ask you to continue. Continue to deliver to heal. Thank you for the engrafted word today. It saved our soul. It's healed us. It's protecting us. It's preserving us. 
the engrafted word is saving our soul. Thank you for touching every hemorrhaging soul today. But we're now able to do all things through Christ because you've strengthened us through your prophetic word today. Everybody shout in the name of Jesus. God bless you as you bring your offering to the basket. If you don't have $52, just get as close as you can to it and God will continue to deliver, bless, heal, preserve, increase, multiply in Jesus' name. God bless you. We love you. We'll see you Wednesday night in Jesus' name.